Welcome to the LOL Girls Podcast. I'm your host, Nancy Chu, team lead of CBH Homes at Keller Williams NJ Metro Group. And I'm Kimberly Curtis, business development director for the Ketchian team at Loan Depot. So I don't know if you've noticed, but uh, this episode did not have a lunch portion. And that is because, so earlier this week, I went by Mark and Julie's Homemade Ice Cream, which is one of my favorite ice cream places. It's in West Orange on Pleasant Valley Way. It is awesome. They make the best ice Ice cream cream cakes. cakes. (laughs) So delicious. Every birthday. But Uh, last eight years of my kid's life. Every so birthday cake. I, I drove by and they were gone. They were shuttered, like they had moved out. What what's that all about? So unfortunately, I know why. So about two or three weeks ago, I was coming back from uh, a doctor's appointment, actually, and I don't know why, but I'm like, I want Mark and Julie's ice cream. <laughs> and then I was also going to order Spencer's birthday cake. So we always get the kids the ice cream birthday cake from there, and we pulled up and. It said there was a handwritten note on the door that said, uh, "Until further notice, we are permanently closed." And we, we were, Craig and I were like, "What? What is going on?" And this very, very nice gentleman um, stopped and rolled his window down and was like, "Hey!" And we're like, "What's going on?" And they're like, "Oh, they're like, do you know the owners?" I'm like, "Well, yeah, we, you know, we've been coming here forever. We, you know, yes." And he's like, um, so Mark has cancer. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so, so this, that part aside, that gets me to thinking about the sustainability and the survivability of a business. Right. Because this is, remember that thing that we, we promised you guys a conversation about whether a business can be sustained. Um, and the Mark, Mark and Julie's is a perfect example yes. of a situation where one of the owners has become ill and the business Shut basically down. shuts down. And we, and Craig and I were standing there talking to this gentleman and I, we both said, why can't someone help out? Like, don't they have the people that work there? They've been working there a long time. And so that, again, just... Well, it's... I mean, this is an interesting question mm-hmm. because, Kim, this is the kind of business... Like, we, our business is not that dissimilar from that one in the sense that uh, I would tell you 99% of real estate agents who are running out, running around doing business, if they were to fall and break their leg, their business would come to a dead stop. Because it is what I call, this is my joke, it is a boutique bespoke business. We are plucking clients from the ground. We are, you know. Hand-holding. Working with them from beginning to end. We handle the paperwork. We're doing it from top to bottom. And the truth is, most of us don't have any leverage. We don't have any help. And if I were to topple off the face of this earth tomorrow, would my business just die right then and there? And I have to tell you, I feel very strongly that this is not an operating model that works. It's not, listen, the operating model for Target does not mean if Mr. Target falls off the face of the earth, <laughs> right. Target closes. Right. It doesn't work that way. And we need to learn to do that in our businesses yeah. as no, realtors, no, in no mortgage, offen- no in offen- insurance. No offense to Jeff, but, you know, Amazon isn't going to isn't gonna crumble. <laughs> if, if Jeff but right, why? If but why? Because it was built a certain way. So we have to evolve our our businesses to be functioning in that way in a sustainable manner as well. And I do, so listen, I spent a little bit of time looking at what I would call, uh, and putting together what I think are the five elements of, respo- of sort of 
responsible business building. Yes. Okay? That's a great and way to put it. These are the five elements that I think are a huge part of how we should look at businesses and the reevaluating our operating models yes. moving forward. And I'm going to give you the five categories. And then, Kim, you and I can just break those down about sure. what they mean to us. How about that? Perfect. Okay. Number one, your mission and your purpose. What is the mission and purpose of your business? Number what two. You? Okay, go ahead. Yep. What is the, right, we'll come back to it. What is the emotion and intuition behind your business? Ah, okay. Number three, what kind of technology and innovation do you use in your business? Number four, what kind of intellect and insight do you apply to your business? And five, which is last but not least, what do you do to have your client buy into your business? What is the client buy-in? These are five very distinct things, and let's sort of break it down a little bit and talk a little bit about what you do in relationship to that and what I do in relationship to that. Sound good? Perfect. Love awesome. these. <laughs> so let's start off with mission and purpose. Like, I feel like a lot Which of- Which I laugh. Wait, I just had- I'm sorry. I had to laugh. Why? What's because so funny? Everyone, because everyone, you know, everyone's like, what's your mission? But, <laughs> but the older I get- Maybe it's you realize how important it really is and how specific and short it should be. Do you realize? I think it's because it's these years of like, oh, it's like five sentences and right. And it's like, no, like listen, short and sweet. Listen, I had an interesting conversation with somebody the other day and they were like, oh, my family has a mission statement for ourselves. And they they had a really concise mission statement. For and their family? Like, yes, for their family. I had never thought about it that I way. I love that. I, it's great. I know. I the know. kids Raph are going to hate I you. About no, the, like Spencer and Becca are going to hate you because Aunt Nancy <laughs> said we need to come up with a mission statement <laughs> for our family. No, but that's great. That I love that. But I do think that it's really important to define what underlying, like what the underlying drive yes. is for your business. And I was going to say. I have this thing called an MVVBP, which is sort of a super specific kind of real estate thing. And it's about our mission, our vision, our values, our beliefs, and our perspective. Yep. And I will tell you, the mission portion is super, super specific. It's, I want to train agents at the highest possible level so that they can best serve our clients. That's it. That is straightforwardly my mission. It's and not what, about and what did I houses. And what did I say a minute ago? It, I think it gets a bad rap. Concise. It's too long. It's right. like too, it's too fluffy. Or too, or too expansive. It's, yes. Or too expansive. It's, it's, off- it's at, it's at 30,000 feet. Right. So, so Bring I it love back that. Down to so earth. say yours again. I love that. I was going to say it is training agents at the highest possible level to best serve our clients needs. So my mission is not to sell as many houses as possible. It's not, it's really to train agents to be the best they can be. And if you and do, I think the and if you do that. It will come, right? Yes. The rest will come. <laughs> Feel so the dreams, I love, baby. Right. So Feel I. So mine. It's funny. So mine is very. My, me, who you know, I love to talk and love to go on and <laughs> yes, on. Right. I know. I know. Right. <laughs> mine is one word. What? What? Home ownership. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Yeah. So it used to be that on the real estate side, when I was an agent and a broker, but now I think it's even more fine-tuned now that I'm on the mortgage and the lending side because I my goal when I really think about it my mission and purpose is to and I don't want to get all like you know like <laughs> little like verklempt is to be able to offer that to everyone I think everyone should be able to own a home 
if they want if one. they want to agreed agreed that, I, and that's it listen you're talking that's about it. the american dream you're talking yeah. about helping people and achieve I, and home I, ownership and i didn't realize i and i will say this has been eye opening these last 2 years on barrett's team seeing how many first time buyers i'm working with that are in their 50s or 60s and to me it's very sad but in the but the other extreme you mean people who believe that they've never been able to own a home exactly or people who yes said, i could never i could qualify. never i could never qualify i could never afford it oh. i don't have i don't so home ownership to your point if everyone should be able to have it and achieve it if they want it i i love it yep. that's great okay i love how concise both of our mission and purposes are so let's let's go to the more mushy part which is what's the emotion and intuition that we apply oh, you mean like my favorite to our part? businesses yes i know this is your favorite part <laughs> this is the part that makes me least comfortable right. you know because i'm you know and i I'm, revel in it yes i know because you're mushy and i'm I, like I revel edgy in it. and weird but i have a one word on this one and oh. that is relationships you know yes I, we all know nancy has a slightly weird emotional iq um but i understand that for me this is a business that still must incorporate strong relationships. Yes. 100%. Now, how does that work for you? So mine is, that's interesting. So I have my word on, uh, that, the word that comes to mind is also relationships, but with the preface of bridging relationships. So I'm now, I feel like I'm bridging the relationships between the loan officers, the mortgage lenders, and, you know, in this um, what I do now with our clients who, you know, most of our clients are realtors. I love the fact that you said that because that is so important to me. I love the fact that my mortgage lender, in this case, the Ketchian team yep. at Loan Depot, <laughs> I love the fact that my mortgage lender considers me his client and that my clients are sub-clients of me, the client. 100%. And you're, you are, you're kind of that relationship person that builds those bridges. Yep. And I love that because it helps me because as you know, I'm not the most like relationship mushy person. <laughs> you know, right. that's hard for me. Well, I, and I, just a two second example. I love that you recognize that because one of the things that I hope that my loan officers would say that I've taught them, um, I had an instance last year and, um, I got into this conversation with one of my LOs and it was basically like, I was like, well, who's the client here? And it was a teaching point, right? It was, I wasn't mm, criticizing who's, the client, who's the client here. And he was like, oh my gosh, it's the realtor. <laughs> That's a great realization. Right. I was like, right. The sub, the, their client is our sub client. But your client that brought us in is the realtor, not the consumer. I said that, and they're like, and it was, it was kind of, right, it was like, client. but again, it was like, so I feel like that's what I bridge. I'm oh. bridging that. Oh my gosh. Okay. You know what that leads to, Kim? It leads us to our next point. I'm actually really excited by this because um, here, and I'm going to, the technology and innovation portion. Okay. Mm. So what kind of technology and innovation are you are you bringing, mm-hmm. right? Well, I think both of our companies, I have to say, I think both of our companies, um, you know, Keller Williams and Lone Depot, I, I do have to say, I think we're very tech forward. Mm-hmm. Um, we are, yes, I, you know, lead by example and embrace it and go with it. So that is one thing I would, you know, I really, I'm proud of, and I think you're the same. I think the technology, it's it, okay, it's really interesting because 
the relationship question, because I've heard people say things like, well, but I like to drop off the loan package because... And have it signed it, in person. In person, because it builds the relationship. Well, okay, but I do think that you need to find a balance because there's something amazing. Okay, so having been through a Loan Depot loan myself, I did do a refi with you Loan Depot. You were a client, right. You know, yep. about a year and a half ago. I have to tell you, the entire experience, like happened while I was like on vacation in Mexico. It was amazing. And I didn't have, like the technology behind it was right. literally like e-sign this application. Right. E-sign. Upload your documents. And and it was so interesting because the other innovative part of it was that I don't think you guys I think you guys did a desktop appraisal because there was so much data that had been gathered that worked for the comparable nature of my home. Yes. That I didn't even, like, we didn't even need to go and get an appraiser to come. Like, the technology was so um, on the forefront that it made this such a streamlined experience. And I was going to say, we have the same in terms of how we handle compliance, how we handle, you know, um, secure document, you know, because yeah. we're, we're dealing, we're dealing with, we're dealing with personal, sensitive, very personal, sensitive information. information. The other thing that I love is we now do digital income verification. Oh, that's great. So we're tied into, if you're a W2 employee, there's a good chance that now we don't have to upload, you know, all these pay stubs and everything. We can right, electronically right, right. verify your income. That's great that that's that system huge. exists. You know what's interesting? That it's, this is going to translate. This is going to sound sort of silly, but that NTN process that we use for oh, tenants, yeah. yeah, is so great because we never have to touch a client's financials. Yes, you know there is a a verified third party system that knows how to do it and can and can sort of. It, they sort of encode that right. that data and then give us their interpretation, right. and, which is all we need to know, right? Which is all we need to know, right. and I think that that's important. Right. The idea that I'm not necessarily, you know, I, I think clients prefer when their information is securely, securely obtained and securely handled. And and wait, can I just say the two? Like, <laughs> I'm sorry, but I just have to address this. So when you say like, you know, oh, I like to go get my signatures for my listings in person. What you know, what do I think about that? I'm like, if you don't have secured, if you haven't secured that relationship by now like that right. is a that right. is a waste of, of your time right? right like you they can e-sign I don't know I think <laughs> Sorry. I'm, more, I'm more concerned about like you know traveling with paper and right. and paper blowing down the street because it fell out my, <laughs> or my window kids spilling, on, spilling it. on it or or even it's I put it on my desk and somebody walks by and sees it you know I'm just right. saying yeah. that there's a lot safer ways to handle things right. um you know, this is really a really good example, and this is sort of a KWism, but it's a really good one. You know, these real estate mortgages, these are all very digitally based businesses now. Yes. They're physically enhanced, but they really are digitally focused businesses. Look, I'm always going to have to go out and show a house. I'm always going to have to, I prefer to go and look at a house physically before I list it because all of, of our course. houses in this market area are kind of, you know, they're, they're hundred years old. They're, right. they're a little more sort of handcrafted artisanal, right. artisanal houses, right. as opposed to like, you know, if you go to like Texas and right. you've got the Midwest, like a development, and developments right. and stuff, that's not where we live. Right. right. But, so we'll always have to enhance that with our physical actions. But after that. 
But after that, it becomes it's, a really digital. It occurred to me. I don't see anybody. That if I. I don't see anyone. never meet your clients. I don't see anyone. <laughs> I, so as funny. a matter of fact, I'm like, come visit so I can meet you. Like, who are you? <laughs> right. You know what? I'll have client events so that you guys can meet each other. I would love that. That's essentially, would, oh, uh, you were not here oh, for Oh, no, a I was in the hospital. But guess what? Yeah. Barrett that. was, tr- okay, I just want to point out, Barrett was like trotted around like a prize turkey. Because, <laughs> no, because there were a bunch of people there who had never met him. Right. And they were like, oh. Oh, you're Barrett. It was very, I'm sure it was very awkward for him, but I thought that was kind of That's funny. That's great. That's great. Um, okay, so that, I, I love the fact that we are looking at technology and innovating. I look forward to however we continue to innovate moving forward. Um, this one is a really tough one. I want to talk about the intellect and insight. How do we apply our intellect and insight in this business? Okay. okay. Um, and the thing that you talked about, how you were teaching your agents. I want to talk about that. It's very learning based, and I think that that's tell me about that. So uh, yeah, so my so exactly what I have. So learning based is my um, is what I think I bring the insight and the intellect and that we bring. I want to um, teach my loan officers to you know. So so perfect example. Instead of just giving them the answer. I'm like, well, put me on the call with you and hear how I describe something. So wait, let's backtrack first. You have to understand that those listeners who don't know this, Kim actually has a real estate background. She was a realtor before she was in mortgages. Right. And so I think that... So a lot, So sometimes this happened, this happened yesterday. I'm in the office and a loan officer, um, they have a first time home buyer on the phone. We're doing their mortgage. And they had a question about more about real estate and she didn't know the answer. And so she was like, hey, you know, can you answer this for me? And I said, sure, but I want you to conference me in. I, and said, she's, cause basically she said, can I just have them call you? No. And I said, no, no. <laughs> I want you to conference it's a learning me opportunity. In, Right. And then she thanked me because, you know, we spoke to the clients. They were lovely. I answered their questions. Um, and you know, and I tell my loan officers, you don't have to be an expert. That's not what I'm asking for, but simple questions you like here let, and, working and after, knowledge, working knowledge. That's a perfect, that, that's a thank you. That's a working, working knowledge. knowledge. And then after our 10 minute conversation with them, she, she, we got off the phone. They thanked me. They were like, Oh my gosh, thank you so much. And she was like, Oh my gosh, I didn't know that. And I said, well, now you do. That is so, so learning based. I want to learn. So, but also I was the kid asked my mom, my mom is going to listen to this and laugh hysterically. This is for you, Mimi. So I don't know if you know the story, but when I was in first grade, um, they actually wanted me to skip first grade cause I was like so smart, <laughs> but I know sometimes people will think like, really, but here's, but here's the, oh you're getting ready. I was sitting in the front of the class all the time asking like, okay, but why? But like, why? But what? Well, but what? Well, you're a natural inquisitive. <laughs> right. I'm like, but explain it. I want to know. I want to know the reason. Like poor Barrett. I'm the same thing. Teach me. I don't, don't give me the answer. Tell me Tell why. Tell me why. So I love that. And so I want to take it a step further. I love that my loan officers, you know, Barrett has gone out of his way to hire people on our team that want to be learning based. There's something really um, good to be said about the idea that loan officers should know more about how the real estate side works. And vice and, versa. And the real estate side really needs to understand more about how the mortgage side works. Right. And to be honest, we all need to know how the insurance side works and how the title side works. Like, these are all things that right. 
I think they're, they create a synergistic experience. And I love the fact that I can pick up the phone and call one of the LOs and say, I have a question in relationship to this particular condo complex. Um, I've, I've got a challenge. Can you talk me through it? Yep. I love the fact that you guys are willing to do that for us and we're always willing to do it for you. 100%. And I think that this needs to be how, how business is done moving forward. Well, I, I think I want to commend you because, at, you know, there are a lot of team owners and team leaders, right? You lead a team. Um, and I, I commend you because I love that you include us and other thing, right? Other industries to come in and chat with your team about updates or whatever, because you see the value in that because you also want your agents. So wait, go back to your mission statement. What is your mission training agents at the highest level? And that's, and so that's what you do when you include your partners. And when we have something, we're like, Hey, you guys need to know this. You're like, we need to take the time to do this. It will not be at the highest level if they don't have access to the most up-to-date information about the industry as a whole. Right. So the fact that it's so interesting. So you're talking about being learning based and feeling that, that the, that the talent in these industries need to be more learning based moving forward. I love that. I love the fact that you're a Um, Oh, well, mine is, I'm very, very data driven. So mine might be more sort of on the intellect side. So funny, yours is like, yours is insight, mine's mine's sort of intellect. I do feel that as part of training at the highest level, I want to make sure that my agents, myself, and the loan officers that we work with, et cetera, that have access to -to up-to-date metrics and that we learn to interpret the metrics. Metrics are crumbs and footprints, like they're breadcrumbs that are left behind that if you look backwards at them, they will shine a light on where to go in the future. They will show you something, that's right. They will show you where to walk forward. And to me, that is, and reading them like tea leaves is a big part of what we try to do on our team. I want to give, I, again, I I remember this, this was years ago. I don't know if you remember this example, but, um, when I was in real estate, I specifically remember a a specific client, um, who shall rename, uh, (laughs) remain (laughs) unnamed. Um, you went and did a listing presentation for them. They had, you know, like the top people come in, the usual people, whatever, right. Four or five people. And I specifically remember that you called me and you were like, I'm not going to get the listing because I told them the number that they're going to get for the house. And they were like, oh, never. Like, ne- no, no. Meaning like, I remember. like, meaning like it's low. It was $610,000. See, do you remember? You knew exactly, exactly which house you're talking and about. And you, and then, and they were like, and you were like, I'm, but, but the other people inflated it to get the listing over promised. I should say not they over promised. Well, we can always bring it down. And you were within you were like forty seven days, but you even you were within like two thousand dollars of like you you nailed the number. I think I said six ten. I think they got six twelve. You it was mind boggling, and I always use that example because unfortunately sometimes you're so data driven that sometimes people don't have the foresight to right to understand how driven you are, but. But guess what? That's, you know, nine times out of 10. That's why, you, that's what's going to get you the job. Well, but I've also sort of improved my ability to communicate why the data is important. That's, right. that was a huge part of that evolution for me is because I know. think, because there people you say weird, yeah. people say very specific things to me about it. Like they say things like, my house isn't just about numbers. It's where I'm going to raise my beautiful family. To which I'm like, fantastic, but I don't want you to pay 700 bucks a book square foot when everyone else is paying 550. Right. You know, so. These, or, or you're not 
going to get 700 even, even though it's the most beautiful house, house in and the whole it, world. because the average going is 550 right right right, <laughs> right. so it's an interesting it's an interesting thing but it is something i'm working on you know what that is that's bringing the communication in for me and how empowering is that to your agents to teach them early on the importance of that you want to know what's really interesting in terms of the data i've almost evolved to i feel like a robot i'm like a data <laughs> robot nancy i have evolved to a point data are the data focus that i walk into houses and go i don't need to see the house i don't even care about the house i just need to know the condition of the home right. you know any sort of, and it's it right. is interesting because in some ways the emotional element is tough because I've gotten myself into situations before. Oh, 100%. I know, like, yes. I know where I you're going I have with emotions this. about yeah. this. And I'm like, stop having emotions about this. this is no, well, I always said to my clients, this is no longer, when I was in real estate, this is no longer your home. This is this a commodity. Is your house. <laughs> it's not a home. It you're, becomes you're, a commodity. Yeah, like once you're, you, right. We're putting, you're it, putting the sign in, the sign in the yard. Yeah. It is no longer your home. It is going to be somebody else's home. It's really funny because people will say things like, well, my house will give more because I love it so much. And I'm like, <laughs> the, the fact that right. you love it more or because, probably... Or because I spent so much time picking the drapes. And I'm like, unfortunately, it matter. drapes don't have any appraisable value. <laughs> it's just an interesting kind of thing. They also don't convey, but okay. But right. besides beside right. the point. <laughs> also, you know, you can take them away. Exactly. Like, it's like they're not fixtures. <laughs> right. It's a... I think it's all really interesting. I do think that um, you know, find, marrying the two together, yeah. actually, the communication aspect of it kind of brings us to the last, the one. last one, which is getting your clients buy-in. You know, the idea that um, that uh, the way I have the way I've written this down for me is it's gaining the trust of my client and vice versa. You know, like the accountability to my client. The client's accountability to me. Right. It's, you know, it's so let's be, I want to be clear about that because when you first, you know, when we, you first said the word, I'm like, well, that can, you could be taken in, in, a, in multiple ways. Mm-hmm. Okay. And okay. the reason I want to be very specific about what I like, what you say is the buy-in is about believing in you and the trust and everything, not the buy-in of like, you know, like, oh, we can get $500,000 for that. That is not the buy-in. The buy-in is you. And your team and your the capability relate, the and the relationship. relationship. That's the, the buy the relationship. Right. Not your marketing, not your marketing program. Right. Right. Although I think those things no, are all it, enhanced. But that, but, it, but the core comes down to the relationship and right. you buying into you. I think it's really interesting because talk to me a little bit about your version of you. So my, when, this whole needs analysis. Talk oh to gosh. me about that. That is so it's a word I, that I use too, and I want to hear what your version of it is. So my, so I love that word, <laughs> but I I like it because it's from a, a little bit different perspective. So I feel that one of the things that I've honed my skill set on, and I say that because a lot of people say, "Oh, communication for you is so easy," and I'm like, "Well." It's it comes more naturally to me, but I work at it, right? And I it's have for a long it's time. Still you have to practice, right? Yeah. So I feel like my for my needs analysis, I am cons- I am constantly like looking for a deeper level of communication with the client. You know, Kim, when I send a client to you. Yep. And I say, talk to Kim. She's, I always say, talk to Kim. She's Barrett's gatekeeper. Talk to her first. I know that you're going to spend time with them and 
you said something about asking 20 questions. <laughs> you're asking them questions because you're trying to find out, you're listening and trying to find yes. out what they need. Yes. And that's, that's the anal, that's the analysis part. I, and I, it's funny. You, so I thank you. Thank you. Because I feel like our team goes above and beyond um, you know, I agree. And, you know, and again, kudos to Barrett for having the foresight, you know, and to, to bring someone like myself, Good on talent. The, right, on, right on the, you know, on the team that has the, the real estate experience. But I, and I say this to, especially the first time home buyers because, and because I can read people really well. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. even though I talk a lot, I listen, <laughs> right? I listen and I can hear it in their tone, in their inflection, in their pause. And I've said numerous times, I'm not, I'm not trying to get in the weeds of your life and be like nosy. Right. It has all, as I said, give me five minutes and you're going to see at the end why I'm asking you these questions. Right. And they're like, oh, oh, Okay. Right, like it's almost like you're clearing a path. Your yes. questions are clearing well, the path of where they're going. Exactly, which path to take? Right, right. Like, like there are a lot of people conventional or FHA. Well, let's let's talk about How it. They which, know what's conventional versus that, FHA. Right. How do they know what's best for right. them? So I'm I'm doing a lot of investigative work. Mm-hmm. Um, Ooh, detective to, work. Yeah. very good. Yeah, so true. So I love needs analysis on a deeper. I love the word, deeper level of communication. Do you know what I also think is important? It's something that I talk about with my team a lot too, is the idea that you are constantly reanalyzing their needs because Mm. as they learn more information, they often adjust their needs. They just don't know to express that to you. Right. And so every time we hit like a stumbling block, if we make an offer on a house and we don't get that house, I go back and I go, okay, let's re-examine. Let's analyze again. Let's make sure that we're that we're picking the right things, looking at them. Because you can very easily kind of go off the trail if you stop to go stop right. going back and looking through yep. you know, and through we, the pile and of I leaves. I would like to think we've helped a couple of times too with one one of the um, uh, examples that comes up recently was you know, um, people are fleeing from the city as we all know, right. We're, mm-hmm. we're, um, yeah. we're very close to New York city. So all these people are coming from New York and Brooklyn and, you know, all this stuff and they're fleeing. And so I think a natural, I think we're seeing a lot of more people in our area buying condos, townhomes right. as a first step. Or even like a luxury one that maybe they wouldn't, have, you know, not a single family home. They may not be ready to handle a yard. Right, right. So it's like the first step. So, so the reason why I'm bringing this up is HOA fees. Yeah. So there have been a couple times where they're like, oh, well, I can afford, I'm making up a number, $5,000 a month. You know, and I'm like, yeah, but your HO, like, oh, HOA. But 700 bucks in HOA Yeah, and they're like, fees. what? Like, that, oh, well, that includes my property tax. No. That does not. That is not. And so, I, again, learning-based, getting down into the weeds, and really getting into a, a deeper reassessing. Is, sorry, that's what you said. Or Re- constant Constant reassessing. And then once we had that conversation, this particular client of yours, who was lovely, she listened, and guess what? She ended up making a decision. Ultimately, it's their decision. But we gave her the tools, and you gave her the tools. Well, she, she bought up in a single, single family, family home. She's in a single yes. family home instead. That's what and she's, she's happy. With. But she she was like, oh no no. At the beginning, when at the first, so again, the first conversation I had with her, I only want a condo. <laughs> right, right, right. I only right, and then and then 
we educated her on what that looks like out here. And she ended up very happy in a single family home. Yeah, no, listen, but I think this constant analysis means that you're listening to your client. Reevaluating, reevaluating. And your client, I think that's how you build that trust that we're talking about with your client. Which leads to client buy-in and hopefully uh, it leads to a continuation of a relationship even after the transaction's done. You know, this is a business that must be sustained. And the only way to sustain it is if you have raving fans. Repeat clients. Who come back to you and who recommend you and who, that's all part of that sustainability question. You know, can you sustain this business? Anyway, um, that's sort of a a different way to look at it but well um, I love this like this to me was so um thought provoking and insightful and just I you know I hope that everyone takes away from this and Nancy kudos to you these five points go over again real quick like these are you everyone everyone write these down mission and purpose your emotion and intuition technology and innovation intellect and insight client buy-in This, I feel like, just to kind of circle back around to why we're even talking about these things, these are the elements that we think are how you have to, that's the lens I want you to look at your business through. Because I think that this business is evolving. Yes. And And it it, doesn't matter what business you're in. You are your own, you own your own business. I think that's one of the things that we just keep wanting to impress upon our listeners and our followers. Make sure this is your business. You make sure because a business that you create, if you set up the proper systems, if you set up, you know, if you set up the proper, you know, if you have the proper leadership for systems and accountability, it will survive you and it will continue to feed your family and the families of others who you employ. I'm just saying that's something to think about as opposed to this boutique experience that we've often had. Right. Well, um, thank you for thinking of that. And you I know, have one th- last thing. thinking about Mark and Julie and, and, oh, I'm, and I'm glad, but you know what? So, so thank you for taking kind of like a very kind of, you know, sad moment. I, like I said, for the last eight years, well, hopefully turning it into something, in something positive, positive for, for, for us. Right. And, and for, for people listening to say, wow, you know what? That could be me. No, that's what I want. That could be me. You know, I'm going to say one thing, and I think this is sort of the the crux of the Mm -hmm. biscuit, right? The crux of the biscuit for me is, and all of these things lead to, I want to know that after the work that we've done, we have impacted the lives of our clients in a positive way. That after all said and done, we have impacted their lives in a good way. And And how are we doing that? You're doing that by, what's your mission? Mine, yeah, training agents at the highest level to best serve our clients' needs. And mine is anyone having the freedom and the opportunity to have home ownership if they choose. I love that. That's the ratatouille of answers. Anyone can own a home. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love that. It's just very funny. But it's true. Yeah. Um, listen, I, I want to... <laughs> We've been talking for a while. It's probably time to do our loves. Yes. Which will be nice because we didn't get to do our lunch today. So um, what's your love? So my love this week is, um, so last week we finally had our a year and a half in the making. Because uh, <laughs> as many of you know or don't know, we opened our office and then like literally three weeks later got shut down from COVID. Right. I mean, it was so depressing. It's almost laughable. It was, yeah, no, right, right. If you didn't, I would say if you didn't laugh, you'd cry. Right. (laughs) 
So we finally had our grand opening party and we invited all of our clients and our partners. And so what I love is, um, and you were included in that, Nancy Chu. Thank you. Yay. Everyone nowadays is so busy, right? And we're right now everyone in real estate and mortgages, we're just we're working 12, 14 hour days. Ugh. We are, I mean around the clock. And so, so thank tired. you and to all of our partners and our clients and our friends and family for taking the time to show up and celebrate this that day. So thank that that to me was love. Like when I got to see everybody show up and they were just there to support and to and to encourage that that is my love. There is nothing. Better. I think that's fantastic. We had a blast. I was going to say we taco were truck is pretty cool, right? Yeah, taco, taco truck, truck was, was good. I think your I think your husband. I was telling uh, Spencer. I think I was like I think Uncle Raph ate ten tacos. He did not. He did not. But I know how many. I think he ate like six. Okay, but they were good. Say, they were good. They were really good. No, no, it was an excellent. Thank job. you for being there. Of course, always what out it, to support. What is your love? Oh, um, my love is really embarrassing and will be very it sad. Can't be, it can't be it as can't bad be as my lipstick. Lip gloss. Lipstick. I was say, it can't be lipstick. worse than my lipstick. But I will tell you that um, in case you have not heard, I am scratchy in the throat. I sound kind of like poop. And that's because so the past six weeks I have dealt with like a terrible, this is apparently like a really bad allergy season. Yes. And it's been so bad that I've been debilitated. And I must tell you, this is going to sound so cheesy. I love medicine. I love freaking drugs. Bring me drugs. I've never loved a decongestant so much in my life. I've never been like, give me the big white pill. Right. The one I have to show my ID at the pharmacy. <laughs> like, right? No, I just, I'm right. like, bring me the big yeah. white pill. Yeah. I need the big white pill. It has been keeping me yeah. breathing. I, I think yeah. that the, you know, the drugs have actually been um, keeping my throat from closing up and I'm breathing because of it. And you know what's interesting? While we, I, while we love the Eastern medicine, you know, homeopathic. <laughs> no, right, but right? Sometimes, but sometimes... Just get me a freaking Tylenol. And, 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 and we're appreciative that we... It's so readily available. Well, that, you know, it's, that's the appreciation, right? That's the love. It's like, thank you for I, having this. I'm going to give you the most stupid example in the whole wide world. You're laughing because you're... So I've been watching that La Brea show on NBC. It's so horrible. It's like the worst show. It's so silly. It's a show, but it's yeah. Not even, it's, like, it's so stupid. They fall into a hole and then like it's time travel. But, but because they've time traveled to the past... They don't have medicine. Right. And it's so interesting because they, they'll climb through and they climb, you know, antibiotics. They just need antibiotics. Every movie, television, <laughs> media thing where there's an apocalypse, there's no medicine. There's no medicine. There's no antibiotics and people right. die from like a paper cut. Oh, so let me tell <laughs> paper cut. <laughs> ah, they're yeah. dead. So I am greatly appreciative because I think the, the modern <laughs> drugs over the counter and otherwise yes. have actually been keeping me alive for the past six weeks. We're appreciative too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, thanks everybody for joining us. Um, we are hoping that you had as good a time as we did. Please do not forget to like and subscribe and follow the podcast as we move forward. We promise we will try to be better about being more timely with episodes, <laughs> but it's been a rough six weeks, guys. Um, thanks so much, and we'll talk to you guys next week. Ciao. Ciao.